You are listening to The Whole Testament, a podcast working to put the Old and New Testaments back together. You can find us on thewholetestament.com or by searching The Whole Testament on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode, we are joined by Kevin's wife, Julie. She will tell us of the significant impact that sin can have on our physical bodies, along with the healing power of belief in Jesus. You better buckle up for this one. You just might feel like you've gone back to the time of the stories in the book of Acts. So, super excited to have Kevin with me again and his wife, Julie. And we also have Stephanie with us to record this episode. Uh, This is the dessert episode to what we're calling the paralytic. And so, if you haven't already listened to the appetizer episode or even the entree episode, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, what's he talking about? Dessert, appetizer, Entree, you can go on our website and there's an about us page at thewholetestament.com. Um, and you can go there and it will explain what I'm talking about about appetizer, entree, dessert. So if you haven't listened to the appetizer or the entree, um, then I would suggest doing that first. But if you want to listen to this, that's cool. Uh, so in the previous episodes on this story of the paralytic we talked about how jesus came and uh when they brought the the four guys brought the paralytic and they cut the hole in the roof and they dropped him down oftentimes uh the story is more about like the people the friends helping him get in there and then it's like jesus healing the paralytic is kind of like the focus but uh, if when you when I was reading it, I was kind of struck by the fact that they do all this and and they lower him down. And it says when Jesus saw their faith, he said, "Son, your sins are forgiven." So he didn't heal him. It wasn't. It was like there was faith, and he said, "Your sins are forgiven." And it wasn't even his faith. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so it kind of got us thinking about, you know, like, what is the relationship of sin and how it affects us in our lives. And so we've kind of thought we'd hang out with Kevin and Julie and Steph tonight and just kind of talk about uh, maybe some stories or things that have happened in our lives that uh, where God has moved in um, a situation and it caused healing to come out of it, but it started with a spiritual healing that then brings forth a physical healing. And so anybody have anything you want to add to this, Kevin? No, I think that's a great, that's, that's exactly what we're trying to talk about uh, tonight. So, all right. Um, I know that Julie has a really cool story uh, to tell us. You may go first. You may go last, also, because it Ooh, might be the might cool, be, such a that cool story that coolest, none of us will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be the well, only story. You can't trump this story. I'm telling you. No, I, just, I already know. No, no. I would. I was gonna just say though that um, this has been several years ago, and I. It's very much related to it, but um, we went through pathways to wholeness, mm-hmm. 
and um, the the couple that leads that they will do a a exercise where they take a page of paper and they write down they ask the Lord like Holy Spirit show me places in my life where I have unforgiveness and write down the person or the situation and what was crazy was they actually were doing a retreat and the gentleman one of the gentlemen that re- had uh, attended the retreat had like stage 4 cancer and mm-hmm. he he looked gray he mm-hmm. he looked like death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He went through the exercise and he filled out several pages. And then what they do is they walk you through, Lord, I forgive. And they make a, a, a declaration. Mm-hmm. And then they, they write, you know, they r- scratch it out with a red pen or whatever. And then they throw it in a fire or something. What was crazy is by the end of the retreat, the, the, his flesh had gotten, gotten back to like healthy flesh. Yeah. And then two weeks later, he went back for a PET scan and the cancer was completely gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think there's something to... Oh, you know, I was looking... Um, so I was like, I wonder if there's some statistics or something that I can find. Uh, and I apparently didn't have the right Google searches going on to try to find some real statistics. But almost like, almost every site that was like um, a reputable thing to read was about the effects of forgiveness. So whether mm-hmm. it was like... Um, Christian or you know centered about the around the gospel it, it was still like just the fact of us finding forgiveness greatly increases our health mm-hmm. very know, much so in, in our lives and that's that's very hebraic i mean you probably could speak to that but the hebrew concept of the body is we're integrated and i think sometimes we think it's like okay well this is my body this is my soul neither right. shall the twain you know the twain meet right i know that's a horrible word but like they, they don't they don't intersect but the hebrew concept very, that was very kjv very there. KJV, I yeah, I know, yeah i know yeah i know i know but the but the hebrew concept is that we're completely integrated yeah so what we do spiritually affects our physical body and what our what we do physically affects our spirit or our soul so yes that's, okay that, that makes me think of all the teachings on leprosy Mm. I mean, in Torah. Mm-hmm. Elaborate. Well, you should elaborate. You'll do it No, better. I want you <laughs> to. Go you ahead. I, I, I need your voice. I, well, I think it's the, the whole uh, belief that they're f- like the physical illness of, it wasn't even leprosy, right. but a skin disease right. was a result of a spiritual, mm-hmm. spiritual sin. Sin. Yeah. So it even affected their homes. Yeah. Yeah. Zarat. Yeah. So the Hebrew word is Zarat. We translate it leprosy. Um, but we know it's not leprosy. It's because, not Hansen's disease. Huh? It's not Hansen's disease. No. Right. It's um it's uh, a spiritual mm-hmm. disease. And the reason mm-hmm. why we right. kind of know that is and maybe sometime we'll do a podcast on this, but when it's talking about the uncleanness in Leviticus um, it says if they have a, a whiteness on the flesh and they're, like right. there's all these prescriptions that they have to do and they have to go outside the camp for seven days and get reexamined. If it's right. gotten bigger, they stay outside. But then there comes a point where if their entire body has turned white, they're no longer unclean, they're allowed back into the camp, which is like if they're completely covered... So it doesn't make any sense that if they have a contagious disease that's completely covered them, that they're allowed back in the camp. And so the, I think the rabbis speak to this saying that 
za'arat, which is, we translate it leprosy, is um, a, a physical affliction mm-hmm. put on us that God gives us to let us know that we are out of line. Usually it's connected to speaking evil about somebody, talking bad about somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the connections in the scriptures where- Is that is that the principle of Lashon Hara? Lashon mm-hmm. Hara, yes. speech, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought that's where you're going, but I just yeah. thought I'd ask. So there's like, um, if you've spoken bad about somebody, you get this thing show up on you and now you're outside the camp, you're like isolated for seven days. It's like, God's like putting you in timeout, right? right. right. You're yeah. in timeout. Think and about what you you've don't, done. Yeah, and then if you're not repentant, then you stay out there longer. But if it comes to a point where you're so afflicted that it's con- covered your entirety of you, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, you, you're obviously not learning your lesson. Mm-hmm. Then you might as well come back in the camp because the punishment isn't going to, and you're going to die from this disease. Right. But you won't be isolated. So you mm. won't die alone, but you're still going to go. Yeah. That's a sad state of affairs. Which I haven't studied this in a long time. So yeah. I might be speaking out of it. So that's the, that's the whole. Uh, Leviticus 14. I think I've just read this a couple weeks ago. It's the whole two birds yeah. and the living water. Yeah. And yes. Then, yeah. That whole mm-hmm. um, ceremony. But that's done after the fact that he's pronounced, he or she is pronounced clean. Clean, yes. Clean. So yeah. go show yourself to the priest. Right. That's Which what is, Jesus says. I know, it's yeah. cool. Very good. You know what is another thing that's interesting that speaks to what you said a minute ago, you reminded me of, is that the word... In the Greek, um, when he heal when they heal somebody, it's like it doesn't say they heal them. It said they he, you are made whole. Oh mm. yeah, so it's like the wholeness, mm-hmm. right? You're brought mm-hmm. back into your whole, your completeness. Because when your sin or a physical thing is like, there's a separation of that. Right, right. So Julie, tell us about um, the pixie sticks. Oh. Yeah. Pixie dust. Pixie sticks. You guys have Pixie berries sticks. and you fly? So we he, do. What do you? <laughs> yeah. No. So if you've ever played pixie sticks, you hold them all up and then you let them go and they all fall on top of each other and there's different layers. When you pull out one from the bottom or the middle, then the whole thing will fall in on itself, collapse on itself. And so when you're trying to help someone get to what's what's the root issue, what's the problem, that the root issue is always on the bottom of those pixie sticks, but you have to start pulling off the layers at the top one at a time so that it doesn't, you don't want to cause someone to get to the point that they don't even want to ever come back for healing or for prayer or you want to work slowly at it so that you encourage them along the way. Look, we got rid of this, we're doing this. So a lot of times a sin will be manifested physical. So most most of the time they talk about on the top layer, that is your physical issues. So as you pray for uh, through those physical issues and find out where did it come from? Where, so let's say I have this terrible pain in my neck and I've had it for three years. Is it Kevin? No. Oh. <laughs> I was just checking. But, I was just checking. I have a pain in my neck. Right. Wow. <laughs> but so wow. I mean, this happened. This okay. Ha- well, I'll just let you guys I, continue on. Uh, this, I'm gonna go for a walk. This happened in my class. Um, someone had had a lot of pain in their right shoulder and neck, 
and they had been had it prayed over and prayed over and prayed over, and it just never got better. So when we were doing School of Kingdom Ministry, um, their approach is a little bit different. Instead of just praying for the healing, for healing, they asked some questions first. And one of the questions was, do you remember when the pain originally started? And um, the, the, the lady stopped and she thought for a little bit and she goes, yeah, I do. And the situation was that unforgiveness. She something had happened to her and she was not letting go of that. And so when she finally prayed and said, Lord, forgive me for holding a grudge and bitterness against this person, the pain left mm-hmm. and was gone. In Christ We happened to be hanging out one Shabbat, yep. I think. Yeah, it was a yeah, mm-hmm. Friday night yep. at your house. Yep, we yep. were chatting, and Julie told this story about a lady, an encounter that she had mm-hmm. had. So I thought, wow, this is pretty powerful. So we should share this. So why don't you let Tell us the story. let us in on it? Yeah. Okay, so um, I met this lady that was all bent over. Of course, no one can see me stand up and show you what it looks like. So I'll try to describe it. Um, her chest, so if you put your hand on your chest, imagine your chest laying on your thighs. So she was bent over like that. Almost like folded and, in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she walked like that. And she just lifted her head up so she could see where she was going. But her chest was literally on her thighs. And her back had this big knot on on it like a bit it was a hump but it was it was knotted it wasn't just a hump like you see old women no it was not it, yeah it was an actual knot of her bones you could see it um and when i first saw her i thought that is not that is that's not natural god wants to heal her i just thought that i knew that well it was a weekend thing and um I kind of saw her off and on throughout, but I just, I knew I hadn't, I mean, I saw her throughout the whole thing. I just didn't really talk to her or anything like that. And at one point, um, some of my friends were there at this thing and one of them had started to pray for her and had brought her in and she was standing up more. She was moved up more. And I'm like, this is it. This, this, we are going... The Lord does not want her like this. This is not natural. It was something you this, felt in your spirit. I, I just knew it. You just I, knew I, it. I just yeah. knew. I, I can't explain that. I just knew it wasn't natural, and she was not supposed to live her life like this. Not only that, but it had to be extremely excruciating, painful. She asked me to come over and pray with um, with this lady, and I we I don't 
actually know how this happened. Honestly, it had to have been God. The fact that she was able to lay down on the ground because on, on her back, uh, on her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and she was and she was more stretched out than she ever was standing up, laying on her back. That mm-hmm. just goes to show you that already the prayer that it happened, mm-hmm. things were already changing. So as we sat there, I put my hands on her back, on that, that knot of bones, uh-huh. and it started to move. I could feel it moving on my hands. I'm like, oh, whoa. But I heard the Lord very clearly say, um, put your hand on her chest. And so I did. I took my hands off of her back, and I put my hand on her chest, and I was just praying, and her chest went right down. So I guess what I need to say is, if you were standing up, I'm trying to put this in right. pictures mind, and, and mind's eye. I told her uh, when we were going to do this, you're going to have to, because she's yeah. very expressive with her hands when she talks. Right. So, so like, okay, so if you're... My, my wife is expressive. If you're standing up, happen? imagine your back pulling you backwards and nodding up. Uh-huh. So it pulls your ribs out if you were standing up, okay? So you're standing up, your shoulders are thrown back, your rib cage comes out, your breastbone gets lifted up because it's pulling your, your um, spine in the back uh-huh. and it makes a knot. Okay. And then it causes you to bend in half. So at your waist, you bend in half and you can't lift up again because all of that pulling there causes it to pull on your hip bones, which then pull them out of whack too. So you're all bent over and scrunched up and it's very unnatural. Okay. Like just completely, uh-huh. it's, it looked very painful, honestly. Uh-huh. It just looked very, very painful. So as we're, as, as I, so I felt her, her um, breastbone went back into place and then the Lord said, put your hands on her ribs. It is kind of strange putting your hands on someone's ribs, you know, but I did. Especially a lady. Especially a lady. So I put my hands on both hands, one on each side of her ribs, and I started praying, and her ribs just went right back to where they should be. So they were no longer sticking up. They were sticking up to the point that it looked like you could take your hand and put your hand inside of her rib cage. That's how her bones were. Like underneath so, her ribs, So yeah. when I was done praying, her bones were back normal like all of us just sitting up straight. So then the Lord said to me, put your hands on her hips. Because remember I said her, her hips were all crooked from being pulled all directions. Right. So I put, I put both hands on her hips and they, her hips were not touching the ground as she was laying there. And as I prayed for them, they went, right down to the ground. Mm. So now her, all the front of her is in place. And um, I did not go back and check her back, but I, I, it had to have been different. There's right. no way it couldn't have been different. Mm-hmm. Um, so after all of that, then um, uh, she started to get sick. So I don't know if we're talking about demons or not, but... Whatever you want to talk okay. about. I'll be glad to edit it out. Okay, all right, there you go. Well, so no, I was telling Dave, I feel like oftentimes when you read of these stories in the scripture, a lot of them are demons. Like a lot of the physical ailments yeah. are yeah. demons. 
Yeah. There can be a demonic presence. There There was definitely a demonic. There was a lot that happened. It yelled at us, told us to get our hands off of her, screamed at us. And it was as demonic as could be. It was not her voice. I don't even know how it came out of her little frame. Cause Mm -hmm. she's a, she was a very tiny person, Mm -hmm. um, probably five foot and just skinny as can be. Um, so, but this, it was yelling at us to stop and we wouldn't stop. We're like, we're not stopping. So then it knew when it, when it gets to that point, it's like, it knows that it's probably not going to get to stay there. So then it starts to wreak havoc in other ways. So it started to make her throw up and out of, out of care or sympathy or what's the word I'm looking for? Dignity. Out of dignity. Um, they took her to another room. And I did not go into that room, but mm-hmm. I do know what happened in that room. In that room, the demon manifested itself again, um, and they got her to say Jesus' name. The demon left, and then she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. So um, I was so excited. <laughs> What? I want your reaction. I, I know. Stephanie's eyes are all watery and, and pounding a blizzard at the same time. <laughs> We're yeah. recording a dessert. I thought I had that one. <laughs> a dessert. Right. Right. It is. There it's you a go. dessert. That's right. So, what was really cool is for me, I couldn't wait to tell Kevin about it. Um, I was just excited. But I didn't even have to say anything because he happened to see her and he knew she was different. Mm. Yeah, when, so that was what was crazy was when I dropped Julie off at this at this thing uh-huh. and I saw the person and it was in, almost instantaneous. I had the same thought that Julie had was that is not God's will for her. Uh-huh. She's like, like, I would say extra tormented. Uh-huh. I mean, we all have bumps and bruises and aches and pains. Anytime you get over 40, you're going to have that. (laughs) But I mean, this person was in pain. You could just tell that it was affecting their dignity and all that. And it was like, something's going to happen. I just felt it. So then when I went to pick her up, I saw her from across the room and she looked at me and she's just smiling, and then I'm like smiling, and then she's kind of like doing the whole head nod, like look over, <laughs> look over there. And I saw, and I saw the person again, and it was like she was sitting up. She was sitting up. So I, I guess I mean what, it was crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it what it does for you, it, you know, we're talking. Well, yeah, let's just pray for Aunt Maud, you know, and her broken toe or whatever. But I mean, it's like God really, God really does want to set people free, and mm-hmm. it's like if you talk to missionaries. Mm-hmm. They go on the mission field to Africa or mm-hmm. Asia or wherever, and they'll tell you these stories. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, that's for missionaries. But I think God wants to do some of this in our country too. I think he wants oh, to I set captives does. free. And I, I think he, he wants to heal people. Mm. And we need to be mindful of that as we pray that like, hey, do you have unforgiveness? Is there something that you're harboring against a, a brother or you know, have you accepted you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah, you know, just some basic things, and I think we would start to see things happen um, in different contexts. I well, so, think that's a good reminder. So. Like, it's a good reminder to to ask those questions because how often do we just pray for physical healing? I mean, that's mm-hmm. all we pray mm-hmm. for, right? Yes, without even considering the mm-hmm. heart. So, Julie, what did that do? Well, what well, did just, that, go ahead. Well, yeah. I was just going to say. It was crazy because she was sitting up. 
the whole time that she had been there, she had a pillow on a chair and she had to make herself tall enough because her chest was on her thighs. She had to make herself tall enough that she could even mm. sit at a table. Yeah. She hadn't set up to eat, like set up like we sit up to eat in years and years. Mm. So I, I got a phone number and I called and talked to her and she had, um, she had, it had started when she was young. I don't, what it might have was, I don't know if it was scoliosis or spina bifida, but it was something like that that she had in her back. And they had put rods in um, her back to try mm -hmm. to keep it straight, and it did not work. Mm -hmm. It bent the rods. So you have to understand then, too, then here we've prayed for her, and she's much better. And what happened to those rods? <laughs> What happened to those rods in her back? You know? Yeah. Like, where did they go? Are they still there? Well, uh, as I was talking to her on the phone a few months later, she was talking about how she had a doctor's appointment. She was going to go, and then it got canceled. But she was really excited because she said by this time, a few months later, she was walking upright. There were mm -hmm. no issues at all. Mm -hmm. And she was really excited to see what the doctors had to say about, <laughs> about the metal in her back and if it was even there anymore. Yeah. I, I want to say six to nine months later. Yeah. I saw her again and and she was standing up and she was as tall as I was and no there was no Which isn't bending very over. Tall. No, I'm only five one. <laughs> but we still when you're bent over stop. You're so mean. Um, but anyway I love you, honey. I love you and I tease you because I love you. <laughs> so anyway, um what was crazy is when I saw her, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. You're standing up straight. You're walking around. She goes, it's so wonderful. And then she said, however, I got home and I got back to my life. And she said, my life was pretty bad. And um, I had a live-in boyfriend that I kicked out um, when I got home and everything was going well. And then he wanted to come back in and I felt um, sorry for him. So I let him back in and it wasn't, even a month after he came back in, she said, I started to bend over mm -hmm. and I couldn't stand up straight again. And she kicked him out again and she stood up straight. <laughs> so that just, I mean, that goes to show you that, that sin is always there. It's always ready to come at you again. And you have to be diligent. Mm -hmm. You have to yeah, be diligent. When we were talking about forgiveness, I was thinking right. that. Like, that's not something that's one and done. No. Even the same situation that you've already dealt with is going to mm -hmm. creep up mm -hmm. over and over and over. Over mm -hmm. and over again. One of our pastor teachers where we go to church in Champaign, he was talking about how when you go through a conference or you have big gains in your growth in the Lord, uh, when you get back, the the enemy wants to test you. And this is the, one of the best illustrations I heard. He said it's like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Do you remember the velociraptors? They would hit the fence mm. to test the fence mm -hmm. for weakness. So he, he said that. He's like, you just need to know that they're going to test and see, like, okay, are all the defenses up? Do you have all the doors closed? You know, have you dealt with it? And when that comes, when that thought comes, do you take it captive 
to Christ. You know, I mean, that's what Paul says. He said, we take every, was it every imagination and we make it uh, captive to Christ. Yeah. The, it's, it's those thoughts. It's the battlefield of the mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. And we have to be diligent on that. So, but right. I was like, okay, so what did that do to your faith? That's what I oh, want to know. It, it, well, I'd been taking this class that talked about it and they had shown lots of videos of people in South Africa that had seen these types of things in other places. And so to actually see it for myself, I was just, I was pretty odd. I was pretty odd. You were, I, you were jacked up for I, several I was, weeks. You I was were like, very excited. I told everyone I saw. <laughs> I was very excited. She's like, you, you, do, you, this do you have an ingrown toenail? Let me pray for no. you. I want to pray for you but right now. There was, In Jesus' name. There's something else, though, that there's something else that, that stuck in the back of my mind after this. When you see, when, when you get to do something like that, you can either let it be a moment in your life that, oh, remember when this happened? Or it can be a preview of what's to come to be added to a list of others. Mm-hmm. And it's your choice and how you're gonna, are you gonna allow the Lord to continue to work through you so that you can see more and more of that? Or are you just gonna let that be your one and one thing that you always look back on but never got anything one else from done. it? Yes. No, it's good. It is good. It is good. And I think... I think it just encourages people, you know, when we learn, and I, to Steph's point, you know, when we talk about the Bible, when we talk about, especially like the book of Acts, I think that was one of our question marks was like, you know, the Bible talks a lot about this stuff yeah. and how come we don't see it anymore? Right, yeah. right. And it's like, okay, so did, who changed? Did we change or did like the Holy Spirit change? It's like, okay, well, the Holy Spirit did not change. It's, it's our issue. We're not seeing, you know, with with a biblical worldview. And not. we live in a world that is full of medication. Yeah. We're going to yeah. medicate everything. Yeah. So this schizophrenic on the street, instead of trying to see if there's something else going on, we just automatically medicate them. The manic not, depressive. I'm Yeah, I'm definitely not saying that those are not real issues. Right. Or but, that medicine w- is all or bad. That, no, <laughs> that not medicine, that not at all. But what I'm saying is maybe we need to look first to see if there's a spiritual issue going on before we drug everybody up. That's my opinion. You can edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I'm really just going to let God do what he wants to do in these podcasts. The the thing is, is that it happens all over the world, but it doesn't happen in America. What does that say about America? We, I think that we don't think we need God. We don't really need God. We don't need him. We're independent. We're Mm self-reliant. You know, we're going through uh, the Sermon on the Mount in our small group, and it's just like some of the stuff that he's, He's just like really calling you into this like, it's so hard if you were to actually live, like let's yeah. actually, mm-hmm. you know, this whole podcast thing is about going back, you know, and connecting the Old Testament and the New Testament and looking at some of that stuff back there. And right. we've applied some of that to our lives. But even even just the New Testament stuff, we don't live that. We right. don't apply I it agree. to our lives. Like Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Let's read that for several months and say, okay, how do we walk this out? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty surprising. Pretty surprising. So it's good to hear stories about the power of God mm-hmm. that is active here. Um, 
it's pretty powerful. I've had some moments, not with not with healing, but where I felt like God is like kind of like you said, you need to you need to go pray for these people. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to go it's usually and with babies. Babies, yeah. Lady people that are having a hard time becoming pregnant. That's awesome. You guys pray for people to get pregnant? That's it's, awesome. <laughs> Prayed for me a lot. I prayed for Stephanie <laughs> nine times. Well, eight what's, times. What's eight times. What's interesting? What's interesting is we have a yeah, lady at our church that um, several of them that they had problems uh, mm-hmm. getting pregnant, and I kid you not, those are if you have problems, those are the people you want to pray because their their track record is pretty mm-hmm. good. Their mm-hmm. percentage effective is pretty yeah. awesome. So, and there's something else. I Zoe's not here. I would have her tell you this, but. We were at a conference at our church, and there was a man there, and he had leukemia. And um, he got up, and he was talking, and he he said, I would really like the youth to pray over me. So he walked over, and so Zoe and all of her friends gathered around him, and they prayed for him. And um, he went to the doctor, and he sent an email to our senior pastor, and his, his leukemia is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's not just yeah. adults. And it's kids. Like, kids like, can do this. He's like, I don't want the adults praying for me. I, I want the kids. <laughs> they have too much. <laughs> they have too much baggage. Yeah. Like, let's let the, let too the real. kids. They don't have enough yeah. faith. They don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. what yeah. did Jesus say about the children, right? You know, grow up know. and become like a child. Because there's a presence in the great beyond. Reaching out. I think we probably should talk about the other side of this too, because I mean, we all have stories where we prayed for people mm-hmm. and it went on and it went on mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. went on. I mean, and we prayed and, you know, I've, I know of people that went on like a vigil where they fasted, you know, water only, mm-hmm. days on end, praying and interceding that somebody might be healed and it doesn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's also a reality, right? but we're in a battle and sometimes God's will is completely manifested and perfect. Heaven actually comes down, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on mm-hmm. earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And we see those miraculous healings and it's like awesome and it's powerful. And sometimes we don't win that particular battle. I mean, ultimately we're going to win the war, Yeah. but when we don't win a battle, we, we can't be discouraged and say, well, I'm never going to pray again because so-and-so didn't get their healing. Yeah. Because if they're a believer and they died, they already mm-hmm. received their healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's kind of an important thing to keep in the balance that um, we just keep going. Keep trying. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like I feel like if we don't say that, then it's going to become a, oh, yeah, we prayed for this person, they got healed. We got prayed for this person, they got healed. We got, you know, it's like we're 100%. No, we bat we, a thousand. It's like, no, eh, that so doesn't always happen. We prayed for my mom and she died. She still died of cancer. We prayed for your dad and he still died. 
Yeah, of heart related of heart issues. Rela- yeah. So. so no, it doesn't. Nope. It doesn't happen all the time. But you can't blame God. I think people always want to blame God for it. God is good all the time. Right. That is who He is. He is good, and He only wants good. But we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Jesus overcame death. He took dominion back, but Satan still roams the earth and still has his his say <clears throat> until. He, till Jesus comes back again to mm-hmm. squelch it all. You're done, Satan. Until then, we're fighting a battle. We're in a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we win, and sometimes we still win if they go to heaven. Right. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Right. One of the things um, I've learned as I've studied, you know, the Old Testament stuff and really gotten to, like we did a read the Bible in 90 days thing with our small group, which is it's pretty crazy, but it was incredible at the same time because you get this really good overview. And and when you do something like that, like read the whole story in a really short amount of time, hours right. a day of right. reading, you begin to see like this. We, we get so caught up in ourselves and our life and our circumstances and things that are happening here. But it's like when you look and you see, okay, um, the children of Israel come out of Egypt and they're attacked by Amalek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, God says to wipe out Amalek. And some of them get away and they don't. And then you see like several hundred years later, Saul is supposed to wipe out Amalek. And he doesn't. He doesn't take out the king. And then you hear, see several hundred years later and you've got the story of Esther who, Here they come again. Who, yeah. uh, Haman yeah. is mm-hmm. Amalek. Mm-hmm. It's like the story, like you don't, we don't always understand like the effects of the things that are happening in our Correct. lives. Yes. Correct. Generation, it's generations down the road. That's yes. right. Awesome. And so yep. God chose to take this individual. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we just really cannot understand how that affects. His will, because His will is like so much more involved yes. in our understanding yes. of what is and isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense to us or whatever. But we really, we really have no His His will is for His glory. It's yeah. right. for His glory, mm-hmm. and He can get the glory. glory in the life, and He can get the glory in the death. Yeah. He can get the glory in the woman being stood up. And you can get the glory at the funeral where I was mm-hmm. at a funeral, COVID-related death. Yep. Guy didn't deserve to die, missionary. Yep. Mm. Given his whole life. Mm-hmm. Came back to the States, got COVID and, and didn't get to go back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting up there and I'm just like listening to what they're saying about this individual. And right. I'm just like, what overwhelmed with, what is it? What is my life? Yeah. What, what yeah. is it? You know, what is the point of what I'm doing? What is it they're going to say? Right. You know, so, and again, that's as if I'm, my life is more important than this guy's. No, Not no. in any way, but it, no. it was like all over the world. The the funeral was in filmed all over the world. People were there. You know, it's like, yeah. we have no idea. We have no idea. And it's hard for us who are here to lose things and mm-hmm. lose people and mm-hmm. to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I think also too, we don't, we don't always understand the impact that we make in people's lives. We just don't. We don't get it. Mm. And I think there's a, we have a pinup board in our house and there's a little post-it note that says, we are planting trees that we will never eat the fruit of. 
And I think that's a really great illustration of your life because you don't know what your kids are going to do, who your kids are going to marry, what your grandkids are going to do, what your great grandkids are going to do. And it's that generational. And that's why it's so, it's just a beautiful picture. Who, who are you? I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. Jacob. I'm multi-generational. Yeah. And what's crazy, Dave, is your life does impact people. You know, you're talking about this one gentleman that you went to the funeral, uh, but we don't, we don't understand, we don't see it. And probably if you asked that gentleman before he passed, like, hey, someday you're going to die and all of these people are going to say all this great stuff. And he probably would be like, what are you talking about? Because he didn't see it that way. He just mm -hmm. saw it as like, I'm just living my life. I'm just going and doing the thing that God's called me to do. And I'm just going to leave the results up to him. So it's a pretty awesome thing. I know when my dad died that there were so many people that showed up and the stories, stuff I'd never even heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when Julie's mom passed, it was the same thing. It was, you know, you meet somebody and they would come up and they'd say, well, you know, Arletta, you know, did this, this, and this. And you're just sitting here going and you're like looking at each other like, when did she do that? And it might have been insignificant and probably wasn't even just a passing thing that maybe Arletta did, but it made a huge impact. And that's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome. I, I'm thinking of, <laughs> I read the scripture this morning in Psalm yeah, cool. 89. Cool. When you're talking about, we don't see the, we don't see the long term. I, that's exactly what I wrote in my Bible this morning. That we, wow, our vision is so narrow, like mm -hmm. that we don't see the biggest, the big picture. Because I was reading Psalm 89, who is I don't know even know who write it, wrote it, a mascal of Ethan the Ezraite, but he goes. Oh, Ethan. That Don't one you guy. know him? I remember Ethan. Oh, I remember that guy. He's, right? <laughs> he's going on and on about um, about the promises that God made to David and talking about all of the great things and how God was going to do all these things and that David would sit on the throne forever and, and all these things. But there's this shift at the end, but like that says, um, Lord, where's your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? So it's like he's recognizing, I mean, there are 40, 49, 48 verses of him remembering these promises that God made about David. But then when he realizes David's suffering, I mean, so, many, so much of the Psalms are mm -hmm. David right. saying, my right. enemies are all around yes. me, I'm being crushed. And I'm, I go down and lie down and my friends all are all mocking me and all these things. So it's like, we look at our earthly circumstances and we say, where's God now? Mm -hmm. But now, you know, in hindsight, we can look back at the story of David and we know it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And right. it was all a foreshadowing mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the biggest picture that mm -hmm. God, God was writing. And so our lives are, are no different. I mean, our, we're a part of the story of God's whole kingdom. And it's not, it's not about our individual moments in time. Mm -hmm. It's there's a bigger picture mm -hmm. always. So I know, as you know, we've I had the thought, Kevin, as you were, you know, you said, as everyone's talking about all these healings, it's like, you know, how much, how much of it is God? Um, well, it's just natural. Bad, you know, we always hear bad things happen to good people. Yep. But at the same time, how many 
in reality, how many of the stories around us are a result of sin mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and not walking not walking according to God's ways. Huh. Our lives over and over through scripture, it's always all of the suffering. I don't I won't say all, but when you read through the old testament, the suffering, how it's many like times a, does it yeah. say they didn't walk in my They're, ways? Oh. They mm-hmm. didn't walk in they didn't keep my commands. They didn't right. do what I said to do. And so life is hard when we don't do what he says to mm-hmm. do. Life is hard. And we, you know. All you have to do is obey. All you have to do, that just sounds like a simple. Can we start, can we start singing trust, trust and obey right here? <laughs> trust there's no other and way. obey. <laughs> no, edit, edit that, please. I think it's a Kermit. It's a great Kermit trust the Frog song. I will do it. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it. it and obey. Leave it. No. I'm going to leave it. Um, yeah. So, which is an excellent outro for us Steph appreciate that it mm-hmm. um, that's the whole reason why I felt like I, sh- I would go ahead and listen to all the people saying you should do a podcast you should do a podcast was our our deepest desire is to encourage people to do what everything that they can to know what God's will is right through his scripture yes. Mm-hmm. Through His Word, and we have um, accepted, I guess, just what we've always been told. And so it's it's good to we're trying to we're going to want to try and challenge some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Even you know if we've challenged you and and makes you it makes you mad, then if if you're searching out your scriptures and trying to find the truth, and I will just say. We are barely, even the most theological among us, mm-hmm. we are barely scratching the mm-hmm. surface of what God's desire is for mm-hmm. our life and how he wants us to live it and walk it out. And so we encourage you, whoever you are right now listening, to seek it out, to find it, because it just might bring healing in your life, physical, emotional. It might lower your blood pressure it might heal your marriage because that's what the thing is. It's when I read through the story, one of the, oh no, it's the rich young ruler, which is our next oh, commercial coming up, coming okay. up next. We're going to be yeah. looking at uh, talking about eternal life, which mm-hmm. kind of goes along with like, we've, we've totally missed the big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it says Jesus looked at the rich young ruler and loved him. And we can't forget that. He's mm-hmm. looking at us. He loves us. And he wants so much more for our existence than maybe what we're aware of. So, so we want to pray us out. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time. I just pray that uh, anyone that's listening to this podcast, I just pray that you bless them in a profound way mm-hmm. uh, today within their day. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for healing. And I pray that we would be people of prayer, that we would intercede for others that need healing. And uh, Lord, we want to see your kingdom come, uh, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. So I pray that we would seek out opportunities to impact other people's lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Whole Testament. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. If you would like more information about us, you can find us at theholetestament.com.
If you have questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at thewholetestament at gmail.com. In our next episode, Dave will talk about the idea of eternal life. Life after death isn't a concept mentioned directly in the Torah and only a couple spots in the entire Old Testament. Jesus gets asked about eternal life a few times in the New Testament. His response might surprise us. We'll work through that the next time on The Whole Testament. Thanks for listening. Boy, that was good. Back in 2012, I had a anointing from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That never went anywhere. I have a pain in my neck, too. <laughs>